0: We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia Tech. You can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech. We can do that. I am doing that.
1: And we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? A podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I'm the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, I instinctively and on purpose... Change the tone of my voice at the beginning of the show. Listen, uh, we thank all of you for listening to our show. We we love doing this for you guys. It is a labor of love. We take no sponsorship dollars. We're not paid by anybody. Although, if you do want to pay us, we'll we'll yeah. figure out a way to do that. But, um, yeah, this is a frustrating show to do today. We For those of you that come to us for a lot of news... This is not the news program. I promise we'll deliver as much news as we can about all the different spring sports. They're all starting up. We are recording this on Wednesday, the 24th of January. We've got three men's basketball games to talk about because we recorded right before the Clemson game. And then uh, and we we are recording the day after the Pitt game. And what was the one in between? Was it... Uh, Virginia. Virginia, right. So two, two home losses in a row that we got to talk about. So we are... We are going to talk about basketball a lot, and I am very frustrated. And it's time for me to rant a little bit. So be forewarned. That's why we uh, started the way we did. Okay. Uh, I, I even messed up the introduction because I'm I'm just I'm just uh, what if anything do you need to cover, Joshua, before? I talk about the women's basketball games, and we get into the three men's basketball games. Um,
0: Trenelius Tatum took his name out of the portal. Uh, if you'll remember him, he got some time at linebacker down the stretch. He's been around the program for a couple of years. I would expect him to have some kind of a track for one of the linebacker jobs. Obviously, I think Kyle Efford has his name put in stone um, considering his performance down the stretch. But Trenelius was very talented. He had some some pretty insignificant tackles for loss, especially against um, – what was the 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 team that ran the Wildcat? Was it Syracuse? Yes. Yeah, he he was he was making some plays in that game especially. So, uh thank you, sir, for coming back. We appreciate it. Um I believe Jason Moore also was a kid. He put his name in the portal. He is going to I believe it was Temple. So, there's some movement on the portal front. Um Tech currently sits at 21 players outgoing, 9 incoming plus the freshman class. I don't expect them to be done necessarily. Um and the portal will reopen during the spring. So there's always the chance for that to happen. Um, We'll see what happens, you know, Uh, but thank you. Good to see you coming back Tatum.
1: Okay. And all the other spring sports, like I said, we will cover those more. There was stuff that happened, but we want to spend um, uh, almost the entirety of the show talking about basketball. Start with the lady jackets. They uh, went one and one this past week. They now stand at 13 and six overall. 4-3 Four and three in the conference. Nine and two at home. Uh, they are three and three on the road. So they lost to North Carolina. Uh, they uh, had a they had a home game actually on Thursday the eighteenth. Uh, they lost to North Carolina. It Was their second loss in a row. They lost seventy three sixty eight. They did also have a home game Sunday this last week and did defeat Boston College sixty nine to fifty four. North Carolina. Had um, We were led in points by Tony Morgan with 15, Kara Dunn 14, uh, Ariadna Termas and Rusne Agustinante both had 11. So, had some balanced scoring, but just kind of faced a ranked team. I mean, and North Carolina's... Ranked 23. Deja Kelly had 27.
0: Yeah. It's hard to
1: overcome 27. 27, 15 from Alyssa Ust- Ustby and 10 from Tiani Key. So, yeah, that, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. And they they shot um, they shot 45%. North Carolina shot 45% from the field. We were 41% from three, 7 of 17. Uh, so, lost that game. Did bounce back and defeat uh, Boston College. Uh, like I said, the... Uh, Score of the Boston College game was 69-54, so kind of kind of bounced back and, and defeated a team that we should have defeated. Very balanced scoring from Tech, uh, 16 from Kayla Blackshear, uh, 15 from Tony Morgan, 15 from Kara Dunn, and 12 from Inez Ngu- Nguero. So a lot of balanced scoring. I mean, the rebounding, 6-7, six, 6-6. Um, so 15 and 10 from, uh, Tony Morgan's yeah, quite impressive. They also held ten, Boston ten college. Assists, to, yeah.
0: Boston college was three of 17 in the first quarter. Uh, while Georgia tech was 10 of 14. So
1: might've put the game it away. It seems
0: like early blitz. And then they just kind of maintained.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, they were uh, tech was unfortunately only five and nineteen from three, but twenty seven fifty four overall, so fifty percent overall. So they did a lot better damage from two than than from three. Uh, in fact, going in the second half, seven to fifteen overall and seven to fourteen overall. So really shot the ball well, and and did well. So shout out to the Lady Jackets. They continue to compete in the ACC again, standing at four and three in the conference. And thirteen and six overall. Let's see how you finish down the stretch. All right, Stephen, you want the good news first or the bad news first? Let's do uh, the good news, and I'm going to get out of here. Your... So, actually, before you give us the good news or bad news, do you want to talk about these one game at a time? Do you want to do a re a quick uh, reporter recap of all three games, and then? with minimal comment from me, and then talk about the program as a whole. How would you like to proceed?
0: I mean, let's 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 cover the games, and then... Because one of them is so far, um, far away, it, it being a week, that uh, a lot of the good vibes have worn off. Oh, mo- so all of the
1: good vibes have worn I off. I think
0: even commenting on the good vibes would not be the same, because they would be tinged with the negativity that would be to come.
1: All right, so we should do it one game
0: at a time. No, I said get them all out of the way. Get them all out of and the way. And then we talk about... Because okay. like the last two games follow a relatively similar pattern. So yes. we will establish that there has been some good, Yes, but it's been worn off by what has come afterwards. Yes. So the good vibes, Georgia Tech traveled to Clemson. If you'll remember, Clemson was ranked for most of this year. Um, they were not ranked when Georgia Tech played them because they had gone on a losing streak of their own. Mm. Um, and Georgia Tech was kind of the, for lack of a better term, rock bottom for uh, the Clemson Tigers in Clemson's home stadium, Georgia Tech took a 93-90 double overtime victory over the Tigers. Now, P.J. Hall did have 31-17 on 11-23 shooting with three blocks and three steals. So it wasn't like they stopped Clemson. It wasn't like they dominated Clemson. It was just that Clemson did not dominate Georgia Tech. Also, um, what's his name? Uh, The Scheffler kid, the uh, bench big that they have, I think his name is Isaac.
1: Yeah, uh, Isaac Scheffler? Yeah.
0: 20 points, 15 Ian, rebounds. Ian, Ian there Ian you go.
1: Shefflin.
0: Um, 20 points, 15 rebounds, most of those rebounds being of the offensive nature, mm-hmm. which is how he got his 20 points. Um, but on the Georgia Tech end of it, you had five guys in double digits, uh, 20 points, six assists from Nate George on 8 of 13 shooting. He had some huge buckets down the stretch, hit a lot of – I believe he hit the one that sent it into overtime, correct? Yes. Yes, a big-time three.
1: And almost the ceiling basket. A uh, step back, which almost was a three in in the double overtime.
0: You also had 18 off the bench from Kyle Sturdivant, uh, with two assists. Uh, 15 from Kweisi Reeves on all three pointers. 14 from Miles Kelly, although it was six of 16. Um, and 11 and 10 from Bai Dongo, doing his typical thing of I will only I only need to get the points that just come to me naturally. Uh, but da-da-da. and then you also had 38 minutes from Tajon Claude because. Uh, By Dongo did fall out. And also, Ebenezer Diwano only played six minutes, even though he was a quote-unquote starter. Mm-hmm. So, Georgia Tech, the offense was fantastic. 50% from the field, 43 from three. So when they fall, Georgia Tech could compete with almost anybody, although they did get out-rebounded 44-30, 22-8 on the offensive glass. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech stayed in the game. They hit enough shots to win. Um, and then you go to the next game, which was a couple days later, and you see exactly what happens when the shots do not fall, when Georgia Tech shot 33% from three. And that is that Georgia Tech lost 75-66 to 66 to the University of Virginia at home. Now, Virginia had not won a road game coming into this game. In fact, they lost most of their road games, I believe, all of them by double figures.
1: Yes. But,
0: well, they didn't do it. They won by um, nine points in this game. So, n- the notable performers from Tech, he had 15 each from By Dongo and Nate George. On efficient days from the field, four of eight for Nate, six of six from the line. He also had nine assists, and six of seven for By Dongo with two blocks. The issue comes into Miles Kelly was three of 11 and two of seven from three. Kawase Reeves was two of seven and two of six from three. Kyle Sturtevant was three of nine from the field. Um, and then nobody else really made a big enough impact to talk about uh just 45 percent from the field like we said 33 from three 13 turnovers it just wasn't georgia tech couldn't get anything going on offense and even when they did have something going on offense for example they scored 37 points in the second half and they couldn't get a stop and virginia had 42
1: we shot 24 uh two-point field goals and we shot 27 three-point field goals for the game
0: and on top of it isaac McNeely. um down the stretch, was unconscious from three. Yeah. He ended the game with 20 points, six of nine from three. He hit three of them that were multiple steps behind the three-point line, two of them last second shot clock heaves. Once he hit the third one, I I looked at Steven, and I was like, this game's done. There's no reason for us to – I I might as well just go upstairs. There's nothing that Georgia Tech is going to be able to do here. Um, you also had 19 points from Reese Beekman, uh, 11 points from Jordan Minor. Just Virginia basically, every time Georgia Tech seemed like they were about to counterpunch, Virginia was – very they, Virginia very capably held them off and continued to score themselves. And then Stephen, we get to the Nadir of the week against Pitt. Now, for reference, Pitt is one game up on Georgia Tech in the ACC standings. Georgia Tech is 13th. Pitt is 12th. Uh, they're both two and five in the conference. And one of those two wins was against Georgia Tech. As last night, Pitt took a 72 to 64 win over the Yellow Jackets. Now, in all fairness, I was not able to watch this game. I was at work. I was closing on my shift. So, Stephen will have more analysis of this game than me, but there was not exactly uh, any standout performer from Georgia Tech other than By Dongo, who had 17 points and 8 rebounds, 7 of 12 shooting, 2 blocks, 1 steal... Four turnovers, unfortunately. Uh, 15 from Kowasi Reeves on 5 of 10. Nate had 10, but it was on 10 shots. 2 of 7 from 3. Miles Kelly was scoreless for the first time since his freshman year. Uh, and Kyle Sturdivant had 14 off the bench. I did see he had 10 at ha- uh, half, so only four of those came in the second half. And then, other than that, 1 of 5 from Tafara Gapare, 1 of 5 from Debo Coleman, 0 of 2 from Ibrahim Asako. Uh, just not... Not a great offensive performance from the Yellow Jackets. 39 from the field, 32
1: from three. Only nine assists. And Steven? Yeah, we were 8 of 25 from three. I had texted Joshua early in the game and said uh, 12 of our first 15 shots from the field were three-pointers, and that was in the first five minutes. So uh, they shot 13 more three-pointers the rest of the game. So yeah, Georgia Tech was, uh, if you pull up the PDF, if you pull up the PDF of the box score of of so many of their games, if you want the one thing, if you want to boil everything down to one thing, there's a, there's a category called plus minus. And if you look into plus minus, it's basically, are you doing more positives than negative to impact the game? Uh. Almost every player, almost every game is in the minus. It, it is rare for us to have more than one or two players with positives in the plus minus. And if you go down Pittsburgh's score, box score, Zach Austin was plus 13 for the game. Carlton Carrington was plus 10. Ishmael Leggett was plus 12. Uh, Guillermo Diaz Graham was plus 15. You go down our plus minus, Kyle Sturtevant minus 16. Kawesi Reeves -7, Tafar Pare -9, uh Nathan George -4. Uh Dongo was -3. The only, guy, minus three. The the only, only guy,
0: guy who was positive was Ibrahim Asako. Yeah, Ibrahim
1: Asako because he had five rebounds. He didn't have a lot, you know, it, it's it it So, those of you guys that listen to this show or know me, I try to be a very positive person. I am always looking for Let's look for the silver lining. Let's look for what I can get hopeful for. We have we have been saying this whole basketball season. It's a work in progress. We need to be patient. It's long term. Uh, there's there's a lot to be hopeful about. Uh, that this team fights, you know, and all those kind of things. I am not I am not gonna uh, reverse and say that those things are no longer true. They are still absolutely true. But. From what I see, and I do not think that I'm an ignorant uh, fan who doesn't know anything. This is the game, if there's any game that I kind of know, it's basketball. And as I've watched, I think, every game so far this year, this team is such a roller coaster. We've said that many times. And then here's the frustrating part. it, it These are games they should win. These are games they are winning. And you go, well, they're getting close. Right, they're getting close because they're not doing the little things they need to do to win. Every listener of this show, I'm going to tell you to do something that I haven't yet this basketball season. After the Pitt game and the Virginia game, go listen to Damon Stoudemire in his post-game press conference. He is a coach who sees what I see, which is these guys have talent, these guys have ability, but they are lacking the team chemistry to win. They are not putting the little things together that cause you to be a winning team. And he is making, especially after Pitt's game, he he's frustrated. He's just like, I, I don't know what else I can do. And by the way, I so I also, I try to follow what other fans are saying as best I can. I don't spend hours and hours, but one of the things, I am old enough, I still am on Facebook, so I go on Facebook and I look at what people are saying on Facebook. And it's funny when Tech wins after the Clemson game. Oh, hey, we're all the haters now. Tech's back. We like what we see. And then when they lose, which, by the way, we've lost seven of the last eight. Since since getting to the finals of the Diamond Head Classic, we are one and seven. And, and by the way, the finals of the Diamond Head Classic was literally a month from today. A month ago today. So it's been a rough month. So let's just acknowledge that. But... What's more frustrating is we've sat through Brian Gregory games. We've sat through some of Josh's teams where, yeah, we're losing because we stink. We're losing because we just don't have the talent because of injuries or because of it. Yeah, I've sat through those games, and that's frustrating. But this is sitting through games that we're losing that we can and should win. That's the frustrating part. I'm watching going, we we should be winning these games. We should have bo- we should we easily could have beaten Virginia and Pitt if we do the right things. So, uh I, anyway, I was on social media and somebody was talking about their the people who are dissing Damon Stoudemire. My favorite was one guy was saying the coach needs to redirect just doing the same thing over and over again. And I think what team are you watching? In the last 2-3 weeks, I've seen Georgia Tech go from never playing zone to playing a lot more zone on defense. Last night, they completely changed their defensive principle because we switched every screen. Almost every screen we were switching. We never do that. We always fight over the top of the screen. So Damon, uh, first half, we take all these three. Second half, every single possession almost went into Dongo in the post. If you think Damon isn't coaching, then you're not watching because he is trying a lot of different things, a lot of different people, a lot of different combinations, and he just he can't find. He said it in the post game. He said, I, "I haven't yet found the one or two guys that I know I can lean on." This team lacks leadership. This team has talent, but it's lacked that that it that causes teams to win. Yeah.
0: Well, part of it is there. I mean, there's no definitive top dog, right? Right. Part and and you expected Miles to be it, and Miles has has, has sure sh- tried to shoot like he is. But the efficiency has not been there because I've been saying basically since his sophomore year, he's not a number one guy, but he's been asked to be that. And it's a little unfair to judge him on it when he's playing a role that he probably shouldn't be playing. But the fact of the matter is there isn't a better option. By has the potential to be it, but he's also incredibly young. And I think Damon doesn't want to put too much on his plate at such a young... Because he's already doing so much on defense. I mean, By. Bye is the linchpin of everything that Georgia Tech typically does defensively. And that's a good thing and a bad thing because he is a freshman, right? But um, it, my old phrase with the football team was Rome wasn't built in a day. And it, it applies to the basketball team. I'm frustrated too. It's very annoying looking at every box, box score and going, oh, we lost by eight again to a bottom-feeding ACC team. We've only done that two or three times this year. And I'm with you on – I think the most frustrating part is – you see the team that Georgia tech can be. Yes. Like you see, like again, in the Virginia game, Georgia tech opened the game and they were winning by a pretty decent margin because they were hitting open shots. They were getting open shots and they were hitting open shots. But once those shots stop falling, there's nothing else for tech to fall back on. They're very much a live by the three, die by the three team. They don't have the defensive identity just yet to fall back on. Well, if the shots aren't falling, we can at least keep ourselves in the game by stopping everybody. Um, which is what, the, that's how Josh lived, yes, right? We, that's lived how and, Josh lived. we lived and died on the defensive end. the problem end. is that, you know, Josh, we never had a team that could really hit Correct. shots. Correct. Um, and so it's been a reverse. And then, um, with the Virginia game specifically, there's a level of, you know, against Virginia, I didn't expect them to get in the paint because of the pack line defense, but against other teams, there's a level of, you've got to try to push it to the basket and you've seen them kind of focus on let's get to the basket more. But even then the defense hasn't been where it's supposed
1: to be. So I, I think it's a team that's in transition. It's a, okay. So here's the way I'm going to phrase it. It is a team. And I said that I've said this on past shows. It's a team that doesn't have its identity yet. It's a team that doesn't yet know, who they are or what they are. Yeah. They, they've had stretches and sometimes it's five minutes and sometimes it's maybe up to almost an entire half where they have these stretches where they play pretty well, but then they have way too many stretches way too often where they are completely lost where they just, and, and Damon has said this in the last couple, in the last couple press conferences, it is little things. So there is a play at the end of the first half of the Virginia game that to me epitomizes what is missing from this team. We run a we run a play at the end of the half, we have the chance to get the last shot. We hold it up at the top of the at half court and we kind of and I think we wait a little too long. You and I talked about that. Waited a little too long to get the play started and they knocked the ball out of bounds. Okay? Right. So it was one and a half seconds, we're throwing the ball inbounds, and, and it was like we don't have a play. We're just going to try to get a guy and do a little bounce pass with him posting up, throws a horrible pass, Virginia runs down the ball and gets a layup in one and a half seconds on the other end, and Damon Stoudemire said it in his postgame press conference. because you go back and look at that film, One one of our guys runs the length of the court versus three of their guys. Yep, and that to me, there's just too much. There's too much like pointing at somebody else. We 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 haven't. This team hasn't decided what it wants to be, and a lot of the individuals on the team haven't yet decided what they want out of this. And I'm and and Damon was talking about how it's more than just basketball, but I just I'm not seeing that. And so I'll yeah I, I could we could talk about individual players, but to be honest. It's this entire team at times. I, I would argue Nate Nate and by kind of get a pass because they're freshmen and you almost have to expect that they're learning on the job. I think Kowasi is about as close as we've got to a leader right now. He's trying to do everything he can in, in ways, but, you know... The... Well, there's just, there's no... I don't think, I and I think you made this comment off
0: the show, but Damon is said it at least a little bit he's he's kind of he's he wants this to be player led it seems like he's yes. very much he's from the nba school of yes it, let the players do them right my job is to try to put them in the best position that i think is for them but i'm gonna let them this is their team and i think he's kind of having to take a little bit more of the reins than he wants to and some of it is like like you said two of your best players are freshmen kawesi is is the closest thing you have to a emotional leader on the floor. Miles Kelly has always sort of seemed like he's content. He he wants to do his thing, but he's not really leading necessarily. He sort of, he does his thing and lets everybody else kind of do their own thing. Similar to Kyle Sturdivant. Kyle's a steady veteran, but he's not like a, you know, I'm going to, get everybody to follow me. We're going, he's not the kind of guy that you want leading you into war. He's just a steady guy. That's right behind the leader. And there really is no emotional leader on the team. And of course I'm also, I might just be talking out of my butt here because I'm not in the locker room. I don't know how these guys carry themselves off the floor. I don't even know what's said in the huddles, right? I can just tell you how I observe them on television, which isn't necessarily the greatest um, barometer, but it just, it seems like it's five guys who want to do what's best for the team but they're not there's nobody else on the floor kind of keeping everyone in the positions they need to be and maybe I'm completely off base and again the fact of the matter also is we've increased the t- Damon Sautamire increased the talent level on the team it's still not at the highest level i mean your two of your top players are still from the teams that were going like 14 and 20 under Josh Pasner so it's not like you've completely wiped the slate clean. Like some right. of your more touted transfers, at least among the national media, are, aren't are playing as much. I mean, Mari Abram was supposed to be like the biggest name guy that Tech got, and he hasn't played at all. Right. So there's a level of Damon is, is slowly but surely going to increase the talent level. And I mean, he did what he could with the transfer portal to kind of bring in as many people as he could to be as good as possible this year. But you see in the freshman class coming up next year, he's definitely increasing the recruiting rankings, at least. And he's found some decent ones in his freshman class from 2023. But it's a multi-step process. It's going to take a couple years. But on top of like you were saying, it's there doesn't seem to be the guy. There is no one singular man. There is we don't have a Becky Lynch on this team.
1: Well, yeah. And, we don't have the man. And I I like what you said about that, you know, okay, we brought back the top players from a 14 and 20 team or whatever it was and and the transfers we got, you know, really there, you know, Tyshawn Claude moves up from, he, from he lower to It was a significant. It wasn't like a oh he's going from yeah. the Atlantic Ten or right. what's a good I, one I, right. But the point is, and and the other transfers, Kwasi, yeah, was a four star, but he wasn't getting a ton of time in Florida. Yeah, he didn't play a lot. You know, Abram had struggled, even though he was a top recruit at, at Miss and, and Old Miss was worse than Georgia Tech. Yeah, so so it's not like the transfers we got were like man, we got some of the top transfers. So. To some extent, we are who we are, but what's frustrating is they're not playing their best. And that... Okay, so Josh Pastner's 14-20 and team, you knew what you had, and you knew who you were, and so... Yeah, crappy. Right, but they played to their level or above their level. It's frustrating to see this team play to a level that I believe and i know i'm a positive person by nature but i just see so much more talent and so much more ability than the results this team is getting which shows that it's kind of little things or they well, they're just you know they they haven't yet stepped up to the standard they need to step up to i, so, I can i can
0: sum it up really quickly right
1: below average to
0: average teams will have stretches where they look good, and then they'll have stretches where they look awful. And that's where Georgia Tech is right now. There is always a 10-minute stretch almost every game where you're like, yes, this is the team that we can be. And then the rest of the game, there, there's about 20 minutes where you're like, okay, we're we're hanging in there, we're, we're, we're doing some bad things, but we're doing some good things. And then there's a 10-minute stretch where it's like, oh, we can't do anything right. None of our shots are falling, or, oh, we can't stop anybody. To go from that to a good team is where instead of 10 minutes of – you look like the team that you know you can be, it's twenty to twenty five to thirty minutes. And then to become the best team that you can possibly be, it's forty minutes of consistency. Well, and I think it takes a while to get to that level, especially when it's a down to the studs rebuild that Damon is undertaking.
1: And if and we're nine and ten overall after the pit game, right? We're two and six in the conference. And if you pull up the the combined team statistics, we're shooting forty three percent from the field overall. But our opponents are shooting 42.6% from the field. We're shooting 32% from three. But our opponents are shooting 32.1% from three. Now you could go to free throws. We're only shooting 67% and That's our 40. opponents are shooting 71%. There's 40 points difference in free throws. Hey, there's there's something you can find across all games. Isn't you look can- at hold on. You look at reboundings. We're averaging 38.5. Uh, rebounds per game. Our opponents are averaging 35.6. So, you know, maybe we padded a little more in the beginning, but we're leading in offensive rebounds and in defensive rebounds and in overall rebounds against our opponents in our teams. We, uh, the, di- the biggest difference is we've committed 237 turnovers. Our opponents have committed 184. We have 92 steals. Our opponents have 130 steals against us. So we're not taking care of the ball. We're not shooting free throws well. And so there's the difference of where, and, and again, overall point totals, we're averaging 73.1, the opponent's averaging 75.1. So we're within two points, which shows we're a losing record. We're losing a lot of close games. If there's anything to be hopeful for, it's we're losing close games. We've been in almost every game other than the Cincinnati game. And so we're there if we do those little things. And I think that's why coach is frustrated We should be, we we easily could be 500 in the conference.
0: Yeah, well, again, our two wins in the ACC are against two of the teams that were supposed to be in the top four coming into the season. Yes. So he's like, "I, I see you guys, you beat Clemson on their home floor, you beat Duke, and then you only lost by five to Duke at Cameron. So clearly it's there. But then we turn around and we've lost to Boston College and Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. All of those I believe were at home too. Yes. So I, Damon's frustrated because he's like, what am I like, what do I need to tell you guys to get everything out of you? Because clearly it's there. I've seen it. I've pulled it out of you before. And yet here we are, and we're losing to Pittsburgh, and we're losing to Notre Dame, but we're beating Clemson and Duke. It's I understand his frustration. And again, that's a sign of an inconsistent NA team that isn't all the way there. I think I want to say it's a process. I want to say it's going to get there, and I remain hopeful because again, there's so many positives that I've seen from Damon. It's we're not. It's not time to fire Damon.
1: No. It's not time to get rid of him. No. It's not
0: time to do all of that stuff. It's a process, but it's understandable, Stephen, to be frustrated because you've seen the highs, and yet when the lows come, it's like okay, but like why are we here? Because I've seen the 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 I've seen the peak. And it sucks that we're now
1: at a valley. So uh, what you're saying is there's still a chance that we can wine and dine with kings and queens, but right now we're, sl- we're sleeping, sleeping in, in alleys and, and dining dine on, on pork, pork and beans. beans. Um, we, you know, and it's not going to get any easier. We play at Virginia Tech; they're they're a tough home team. We we host North Carolina. We play at NC ugly. State. We host Wake Forest. We play at Louisville, at Notre Dame against, and then home against Syracuse. Home against Clemson. Miami, Florida State, Wake Forest, Virginia. So Man, the
0: only thing I can
1: there at this point, I can't look at any game and go, oh, "We're going to win that game." We're just going to have to take it game by game and hope <laughs> this team starts to play better because this is their worst, and they've lost seven. You want
0: million. me to? You want me to carry on with the wrestling, uh, wrestling Wait. references? The only thing that's for sure about the Yellow Jackets is that nothing's for sure.
1: Excellent. I can't think of any better way to end the segment than uh, to quote Staying Who. On that retirement speech, then came back and is now wrestling in supposedly, again, his last match. Ric Flair said it was his last match about seven times. No, he never did. And he's still wrestling. So Only, only twice, and so far the second one is held. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your uh, support and, and listening to us here on What's the Good Word. Uh, if you have any comments, you want to rant about the basketball team uh with their sub 500 record to this point please email us at joshua julian 26 at outlook.com we'll be shared. we'll be sure to share your thoughts uh you can also text us if you have our private numbers those are for a friend of show uh we didn't have any uh, we'll we'll hopefully have news from field reporter stacy we'll have other news about spring sports baseball, baseball season's coming up baseball baby. softball about to kick off the golf season is getting in full swing the men's uh, the tennis uh, has is in the invitational stage at this point. We've even got some swimming meets and cross country or sorry, uh, track and field should be starting up. We'll do our best to track all of those uh, subjects, but we had three games and this was the uh, we've been hopeful the whole way. It's still a roller coaster ride. So right now we're down at that bottom of that hill and and we're sick to our stomach. We want to go back up and enjoy the thrill and the wind in our hair what little I have left uh, to enjoy the rest <laughs> of the basketball season. So, you like
0: that? That was I was good.
1: Nothing like ending. Stephen sh- bald
0: for those that yeah. don't know him.
1: No, no, I I am Baldine and I have a buzz cut uh, with my Stephen bald hair. So, all right, Stephen Baldwin, not one of my favorite actors. All right, so for Joshua, this is steven and Joshua will will lead us out with the question on everybody's mind:
0: What's the good word?